0: Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to Three Peas in a Pod, episode 198. We made it. That's right. We are right on the cusp, gentlemen. Cusp. Yes. Right on the edge. We have one more to go, and then we hit our 200th episode. Boom. Oh, wow. So then exciting. we'll really make it. We're going to celebrate. We're going to have a blast. We're hoping we get
1: pizza. Hoping. We've been saying if it. Nathan can come through for us. I'll try my best. Mm-hmm. I'll try my best. I will say, we you know, we have this we have this table today. Yeah. And we have different chairs. on decided and Phil to do straight. this. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: right. he's, he's decorating it's, the table. It's what people know about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm very into way things. Look. <laughs> should we should we light like
1: this candle? I don't know. I just Charlie's got it, it somewhere
0: and we light we light it for the not great pants. Yes. Why, why don't we scent, have the scent is Fresh Valley. Y'all know what a Fresh Valley taste smell, Every valley I've
2: been like. it, so we're gonna smell like musty mm-hmm. leaves. Now, <laughs> now we're about to set the smoke alarm off.
1: Oh I think I think I think our arc lighter is almost dead. Really? I that's a fascinating lighter. Yes, well, there's a story it's behind a, it, but, I, that the, you know, I'm not going to tell it. No, this don't lie. This, I, I just. This, there it is. Uh, oh. Oh. There we, are, there we Good job, Nathan.
0: You got to get it just right. right. You're setting the ambiance.
1: The person who bought this for me did not like me using matches in my morning prayer time. They bought this for me, and they did not realize this That's is difficult. much more annoying than a That's match. That's difficult. They didn't like you using They thought match. I was going to burn this.
2: I, I will say this. That was a kind person.
1: It, it was, was a kind person. Was. I appreciate
2: the person. I would have been watching <laughs> the whole time.
0: He's
2: going <laughs> <laughs> to <gonna> burn himself. <laughs>
0: yeah. So very soon it will smell like a fresh valley here on our podcast. I, I
2: think that means it's going to smell musty because every valley I've been in has leaves on the ground and it's sure. musty and mm. animals have been walking around doing you what you they have. You
0: sound like you've been in valleys a lot. Really? I've
2: been in some valleys. I was just in in Guatemala. Oh, yeah. How, uh, how sure. was Guatemala?
0: It was good. You said it right. Yeah, I was taught. Yeah. You know, Guatemala. It's not Guatemala. No, it's Guatemala. Nice. Well, they, good job. Uh, Ed's world traveler.
2: Well, leads to Central America. Central <laughs> yeah. American
1: traveler. All right.
0: We have a question today, fellas. Yeah. This is a biblical question. All right. Oh, wow. So get on your biblical
1: hats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's ready. This is uh, I would say we are. This is something we are specially prepared to answer, but that may not be true. I don't know. I don't know. That
0: may not we, be true. we shall
2: find out. I thought, you know what I thought was about to happen, knowing how you are about things? I thought you were about to pull out hats. <laughs> oh. I thought, no. I tell
0: you what, if they make me put a hat on to you know, answer a question. That, that phrase just rolled out of my mouth, but I was thinking, what would a biblical hat look like? I don't know. It would be butt ugly, I As guarantee. soon as I yeah.
2: said, as soon as it got in my mind, when you said biblical hats, I didn't think a thing. And then when he interrupted, I thought, oh my gosh, we're going to put hats on? <laughs> Ed, distressed <laughs> about that? Well, my, head, my head's large. It is a large my head. My large. It's a large that about that.
0: Yes, sir. Extra large for Ed. Question. And this is quick. This is a quick one. I don't know if that it will be quick. That doesn't mean be will answer. be quick. I don't know if it will be a quick I'm just answer. I going to say, I'm not enjoying the candle, but I'm going to... I'm gonna...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you brought to the table. I just... For anyone who ever wanted to go... And I do have people that ask me this. What was it like growing up with dad This is it, right here. This is exactly what it was. Guys, I got a great idea. We're gonna do this. And then everyone's upset that he had the idea. Then we all finally get on board with the idea. Then he goes, this is a terrible idea. Let's get rid of this idea. And we all go, oh my goodness. That was what it was like. Can okay. confirm. Yes. I
0: can imagine. Worked with him for 27 years. You have. All right, here we go. Question. Why does Jesus ask, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me?" From the cross,
1: I do. Can I just okay. say this real quick? Oh, what do you want to say? I, I just want to say about the question. I don't think he's asking it. Mm. I think he is quoting it, that's which right. is a different, well, which is a that's different. Right. Point. That's what I was. I just, get wanted, into. I just wanted to throw that up before we had the discussion. Mm. I understand why you said it because it is a question in the original quotation. It is a question. Uh, but I just to start from that, he is quoting Psalm twenty two. Twenty two. It yeah. is
0: twenty two. I looked it up. Oh well,
1: there you before go. Before we came in here. There can you
0: can you read the whole Psalm? It's a long
1: one. It's a long song, and well, it's at the very end but
0: of the Psalm. There right. are pertinent sections. Okay. Okay. I, I, I know that.
2: I know that. I just think it will help the
0: questioner to hear the context. Yes. Um. And yeah, I'll just read it. Okay. Okay. Not all of it. Uh, let's see. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? What, what verse is that? One, that's verse it's one. the first and one. And so say okay. that's key to it. That's key. Yeah. That
1: is key. And keep now that let's in mind. Te-
0: Let's tell them why that's okay. key. Okay. Tell them why
2: that's key. I think it's key because a part of the way, and the best word I can think of, it would be comparable if you've been in uh, some form of church, is catechism. The way they mm-hmm. learn things, the order they learn mm-hmm. things. The way Jewish young men were taught the scriptures and remember they play these games with mm-hmm. the scripture to see mm-hmm. who really knows them the best and all of that is they quote the first line of something which causes
0: you to think about the whole thing. thing. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's causing you to think about the whole thing. So whenever you would hear someone quote the first line of a psalm, they were cluing you in of pay attention to the whole thing Mm -hmm. because there's something going on here that Correlates to that. It's the same thing that goes on between Satan
2: and Jesus in the temptation. Yes. Satan starts playing that game, but he always misquotes it. Mm-hmm.
0: And then Jesus pulls him back on track. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. So Psalm 22 begins with that, with that uh, question. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me, forsaken me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. Yet you are holy enthroned on the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trusted in you and you rescued them. They cried out to you and were saved. They trusted in you and and were never disgraced. But I am a worm and not a man. Hmm. I am scorned and despised by all. Everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer. They shake their heads saying, is this the one who relies on the Lord? Then let the Lord save him. If the Lord loves him so much, let the Lord rescue him.
2: Now, if you're really a Bible person and you've read all more than just that quotation, mm-hmm. you know, oh, he's in
0: context right mm-hmm. there. That's what was happening right yes. there on the cross. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's lots, of, um, there's lots of stuff in this psalm. I want to go down to, to the more pertinent uh, stuff. There's some stuff that obviously when David wrote the psalm, he was referring to his present circumstances. Sure. But then there's a lot of other things that Actually, we see now, hindsight, looking back on it, they were pointing forward. So the other part that's pertinent to when, why Jesus would quote it from the cross, verse 14, My life is poured out like water. Mm. All my bones are out of joint. Mm. My heart is like wax melting within me. My strength has dried up like sun-baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You have laid me in the dust and left me for dead. My enemies surround me like a pack of dogs. An evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and feet. Hmm. I can count all my bones. My enemies stare at me and gloat. They divide my garments among themselves mm-hmm. and throw dice for my clothing. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's almost like you're reading the crucifixion mm-hmm. in Psalm 22. That's right. And so what Jesus is trying to do, I think, is what he was tr- trying
2: to do often in his ministry is to say, What he said directly several times to the Pharisees, you study the scripture and they are about me. Mm. Mm. They are about me. Mm. And so when he quotes this, he knows they're going to call that whole thing to their mind. And unless their heart is cold and hard, they're going to go. Oh, all of this is currently happening. It's like David foretold this mm-hmm. day yeah. coming about because
0: David didn't have his hands and pe- feet pierced through. Well, mm-hmm. then let's be clear: the day on the day David wrote that psalm, crucifixion hadn't even been invented. Yet, had not right? been invented. And to read this now, you would think, well, that's a person on a cross.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But again, it's just you know the wisdom in their of God. day they just thought, oh, he's po- that's poetic. Yeah. And he's just he's yeah. just describing And it is. You uh, know, and it is. It, it, is, both. Both. it is both. It is both. It mm-hmm. is both. So when Jesus quotes that quote, he says that quote, I, I guess one of the reasons why most people, I know I don't I don't know why you asked the question, whoever sent it in, but when most people ask me that question, what they really want to get into is did the father forsake the son mm. on the cross? And is that why he said it? Oh. I would assume. Our Almost. answer would be no. No. Okay. No. But you should know. But. You should know there are forms of Christianity that believe the answer is yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It is okay. <laughs> yeah. We don't necessarily I about have that. also been wrong at times. Me too. <laughs>
1: Well, I was okay. also going to bring up here, and so I agree with all the stuff we're saying about it. It's both prophetic and poetic, but yeah. I think Jesus is doing another thing in this as well. Mm. He is showing us how to suffer well. Yes. Mm. Um, by time, That's the purpose of David writing that psalm. I think we live in such a um, songwriter, mm. modern, evan- individualistic world that's like, I write this song, and it's about some personal situation I'm in, and you know, maybe you can connect with it, maybe you can't, but... Really, the purpose of these psalms was uh, that David, and and there's a lot of people who write Mm -hmm. psalms, they are tying either stories from Israel's history, stories from their own lives, stories of of, uh, like the Babylonian captivity. They're taking all of those things, and they are saying, this is something to tell us about our life together with God, that life together with God, this shows me something, and and. Like we said, it's prophetic. Uh, I believe it's Diedrich Bonhoeffer says every psalm is fulfilled in Jesus. Even those ones that you look at and they're talking about like bashing babies heads Mm -hmm. in, the point that Bonhoeffer would make is the reason that those are still in scripture is not because God is okaying us going out and taking vengeance upon our enemies, but that because God has already had vengeance against our greatest enemy sin in Jesus' death on the cross. And so we now are allowed to pray those prayers Mm -hmm. because we know I can't take action on those things. Right. But there is something in me when someone wrongs me. I mean, I, maybe I'm the only one. I have had very ugly, hateful, and not just like imagined arguments where I win. I mean, aggressively uh, violent things in mm-hmm. my head where I think, man, it'd be good if just something bad happened to them now. You know, I don't want to be the one to do it. But if, you know, they fell off a cliff, maybe that wouldn't be the worst thing <laughs> in the world. And that part of me exists. Being able to bring it to God with language that God has given me to say to him. You know, when people say, you know, oh, I have thought I couldn't even say that to God. There is no accusation you could throw against God that he did not give you to throw against him. Well, Mm
2: -hmm. the thing that always when somebody says I couldn't say that to God. If you already know something that you'd like to say that you can't say, <laughs> mm. you're really playing a game with yourself. That's yeah. Right.
0: That's right. He
2: already knows. What kind of God are we talking about? And you, yes. you might as well say it because it will help you more. You it doesn't affect
0: him either way. He already knows, mm-hmm. yeah, but it will help you to say it. Well, and there's there's a power. And I just preached a message a few weeks ago about prayer, mm-hmm. and I talked about the importance of just being emotionally vulnerable and honest with God because of that thing you just mm-hmm. said, when we are not, we are playing a game. Mm-hmm. We are we exist with the Holy Spirit within us, God who knows our th- our very thoughts, but we we are pretending like, well, that's off limits and that's not that's not okay to say. And you know, or the, the other side of that, if I say it, God's going to get mad at me for, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be condemned for that. But I, another reason the Psalms are the way that they are is. To show us and give us an example of this is how a a a true believer does approach his father. Yeah, and right. and a true believer can talk to God. Because, like you said, Ed, it's not about me changing. I'm my not mind. informing. I'm him. not informing him. Mm-hmm. He's not getting shocking information. I am I am becoming more authentic version of myself in, right. in front of God, which then makes me a, a, in a better, puts me in a better position to be shaped and formed by him mm-hmm. into who he wants me to be anyway. And that's what I want ultimately. Yeah. And so the, the Psalms and prayer in general, as I said in that message, is, is about forming me into his image, not me form, me trying to form God into my own.
1: And I think <laughs> that's, and I think, and, and I'm, I'm very much a proponent of this I'm not, probably not shocking to people who listen to this before. It's why I love the Psalms mm-hmm. because God is giving me the language to pray to Him. Sure. And if the point of it is to be formed, I'm gonna pray His words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I often and I mm-hmm. find myself praying in ways that I would not have normally prayed. Um, and I don't know if it's because I wasn't comfortable, or honestly, I think my theology would have kept me from praying this way until. I just said, I'm going to pray a Psalm every day and whatever the words are, I'm going to meditate on it or I'm going to try and rephrase God's own words. I always say, I pray God's words against him. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of Psalms, and I know regularly pray this when, when something goes on in our world. You know, there's times where David says, you say you're a God who delivers. Mm-hmm. You say you're a God, and they're accusations against God. That's right. You say you care about the poor. Well, why is everyone suffering all the time? And i found myself being able to say that and it becomes this little wrestling with God that I don't realize what I'm, that I didn't realize before how desperately I needed, because what it does is it is forming me into God's image. Because what I would normally pray is, God, I know you care about the poor. <laughs> I know you care about this. And so I'm just trusting you're going to take care of it. What I realize is, I don't actually trust that He cares about these situations. I, I trust it here. Well, what but I, like you said, if I can't pray it honestly, no. when I say, you say you care about this and nothing's changing, that wrestling, I, but the one who gave me the words to say that was him.
0: Well, and, and if you don't get to that point in your prayers, um, you I think you're liable to quit. Yes. If, because when you're in a space where you are praying God to do something mm-hmm. and you're doing it in a sense that I, if you don't, I, I won't, mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of thing. It's the difference, like what Philip Yancey used to say, is there's disappointment with God and there's a disappointment without God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> disappointment with God is better. And that's what I'm experiencing in that moment. Mm-hmm. I am disappointed, but I'm with you, God. That's mm-hmm. right. And I don't get this, and I'm, I'm not happy about it. Right. In fact, most days I'm pretty pissed off about it, but I'm with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But where else do I go? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you something else I've noticed. I mean, both of you all have known me a lot. In, injustice bothers me in the mm-hmm. worst kind of way. Mm-hmm. I can't. All injustice is just a part of my personality my whole life. I just, it, bullies and injustice, and so poverty bothers me. And mm-hmm. I have found with people that go, I know God cares about the poor, so I'm trusting him to take care of it. But they've really, oh, this sounds so judgmental. I'm sorry if this is where you are. It comes to maybe he doesn't really care because if he did care, he'd do something. So I don't really have to do anything either. Mm-hmm. but yeah. when I come to believe God really, really cares about the poor, and he's asked me to do something about yeah. it, for me not to try to do what I can do, yeah, because I am his servant. That's right. I am. And so if I say, God, you said you cared about the poor. You said this, and I wrestle with him on that pretty regularly. You said this isn't the way it was, and I live in a country where this is true. And you know, you get to the end of that, and he goes, well, you know, you and I can do what we can do today.
0: Mm-hmm. We can
2: do just what we can do today. So yeah. don't worry about the future. Do what you can do today. Yeah. Then it really is. I trust that some of these things that I care about, maybe they don't get solved in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't see it. But I know he cares.
1: That's right.
2: And mm-hmm. that he's used me to do what I can do today.
1: And you know, and so I think going back to this of my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's an accusation. Yeah. And that's my that was my reason to say it's not a question. It's an a, it's a it's a, not just a quotation. I think it's an accusation. Yeah. Because that's how it feels. That's and right. I and I bet Jesus felt on the cross oh, like absolutely. we feel. God, why aren't you doing something about this? Because he prayed in the garden. Yeah,
2: he wouldn't have prayed what he prayed in the garden that's if right. it, it,
1: it. But he knows this is an okay thing for me to say, and I know a lot of parents who don't do this, and I will say this comes more from my experience of being raised by my dad and my and honestly, more my mom because we were at home with her more. Um, we were allowed to come in. And she always said to us, like, you have to be really respectful. You can say whatever you want as long as you're respectful. The truth is we were pretty disrespectful at times, and she still put up with it. And I now see on the other side being a parent. Why? Because there's a difference between being crude um, because I'm upset and being disrespectful because I'm trying to attack you. Disrespect because I'm trying to attack you is a different thing. But, be, but because I don't have nice and pretty words to say or a nice and pretty tone to I say. I can't in. put
2: my feelings with a bow on it. These Correct. feelings mm-hmm. don't come in a nice package.
1: And so I had one of my daughters come the other day. Uh, and she was upset. And my girls know they can come in. I mean, they can say anything. And she was just accusing me. She said, I think you don't love me. I don't. And she was upset because of a, a consequence one of her sisters had gotten. So she was defending one of her sisters. And she said, you're a bad dad and you don't love us and you don't care about us. And I mean, she's going hard and it feels disrespectful because it feels like you can't say that to me. You can't do this. And then at the end, I just got done. And I said, I really respect the fact that you are willing to stand up for one of your sisters. I don't know that you handled this in the best way, but I am so thankful that you'll come and talk to me about this. You can always come do that. And I said, don't you know that I love you? She goes, but I don't understand this. Mm -hmm. And I said, don't you know that I love you? And she said, she left the conversation with, no, I think you don't love me. And I said, well, here's the good news. I'm gonna be here in 30 minutes when you calm down and you're gonna be here in 30 minutes and then you'll remember. And often when I leave those moments with God, where I say, you say you care about this. And I've said before to him, I think you're a bad God. I think you're bad at this. (laughs) If I were in charge, I would do it like this. And I don't leave feeling, okay, we both feel good. The goodness, though, of God is that he allows me to say it knowing I'm going to be here in 30 minutes when I remember. No, he is a good God and he loves me. That's right. No, he has this. And I think this is what Jesus is trying to do for us. In that wrestling with God, I recently heard a quote from, I think it's one of the desert fathers where they were, you know, they often tell it in stories. And they say a disciple had come to him and said, Father, whatever, you know, uh, you've grown old. Do you still wrestle with the devil? And he said, no the devil has grown old with me and we're both too tired to wrestle anymore. Mm -hmm. He said, I mostly wrestle with God. And he says, why do you wrestle with God? How do you expect to ever win? And he says, I don't expect to win. I expect to lose. Mm -hmm. And the point of wrestling with God is that by the end of it, I would lose and be formed into his image. There it is. And not even in the sense that I would understand that I would be formed into the image of Christ who is the son I am a child in this situation, and that maybe all my father is going to do when I'm suffering. And I say, why are you? You left me. You said you weren't going. You told me you'd never forsake me. and You forsake me. And all God, all I get from the end of that, I don't even hear, Because some, sometimes I don't even feel God speak back. And it does feel like I'm alone. And then I walk away. But because I know tomorrow morning I'm getting up and reading another psalm, we'll talk again then, and I know you still love me. There is a power in that. Like you said, it's the with God, without God. That's right. That if I don't ever say it, I just, I'm going to walk away. Mm-hmm. But when I know I can say it, and tomorrow morning he's going to be there, and if he wants to take more accusations, he'll take it.
2: Mm-hmm. There's a book, and I can't remember what it is. And I, boy, I'm going to really booger it, and maybe I'll bring it back at some point. But it's a story. I can't remember what country, so I'm just going to give you the gist of it. One of the countries in Europe, for a while, there was a whole community that was committed to taking really insane people and they fostered insane people into homes that had agreed to take insane people. To right, right. Have you heard this? No, I'm just, I'm just okay. saying. Okay, so instead of putting them in a sane asylums, they put them in a community. And the whole goal for the people was just to be with the person in their insanity. So mm. like you, we try to, when you try to teach people who have a, a family member who is in the middle of dementia, Mm -hmm. you don't. And the one story I remember so much is uh, there was a guy who every day, his whole day was spent taking all the buttons off of his shirt. Mm -hmm. And to be with that man, the mom in that family, all she did every day was pick them up. And then when he went to sleep, she sewed them all back on. Mm -hmm. And when he died, she talked about it took 15 years for him to realize he didn't have to take those buttons off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he finally settled down and he could just, she said it was just, we were with him and then he was able to be with us. And I think about uh, me and God and how much I have yelled at him at times about stuff with me. Why has this taken so long? Mm. I know this isn't what I want. I don't think it's what you want. And, uh, and he just sits with like you much. Mm-hmm. I was listening to you talk about your, your situation with your daughter, and you got to it and you go, Well, I really appreciate you telling me about that. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of those times with God where I just, I don't hear him say that, but that's the since I get it. He just
0: mm-hmm.
2: goes, Yeah, man, Ed, that was that's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really good. And uh I know you're mad. I'm I'm still here. Mm-hmm. He's just with me in my insanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And eventually, I, some of those have gotten fixed. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, I, and that's the only way they would. That's right. Yes. If, if he were, he just has to be with me. Yeah. So I think this particular quotation. I think for us personally, it's that way. I I do think Jesus is living in the Scripture through this suffering. I think he maybe maybe he's quoting the whole Scripture at that moment, mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. of the dryness of his tongue and because mm-hmm. of the struggle to breathe, they can only hear him say the one word, but he may be muttering the whole thing. But I think prophetically, I just know because of three years of ministry, he's trying. I mean, because he reaches out to that guy on the cross to give him a chance Mm -hmm. He's trying to reach out to all those guys that are calling him all Mm -hmm. those names to give them.
0: That's how he's loving his enemy in that moment. Yeah, in that Mm -hmm. moment,
2: he wants to go. Don't
1: you see? You know this. You know this scripture. Can't you see it's happening right now? Yeah. Well, because until you can get that out, until you, I think we all have this, and I used to have this thought about Jesus. Until and honestly, until I've started praying the Psalms and seeing that, you know, as Jason's talked about, learning to pray honestly. I had this thought in my head that Jesus didn't even feel the anger towards his enemies. That's the way I used to saw it is Jesus feels it. And you know, because what we get recorded is uh, you know, uh, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. What I now see in things like, My God, why have you forsaken me? And you see the end of that, where he's mm-hmm. talking about my enemies are doing this. Jesus knows. You know, we talked about this past Sunday, the false self. There's this version of me that is the pretty composed, I've got it all together until I can cry out and just be done with that false self of, you know, because there is a false self version of father, forgive them. They know because I'm trying to look holier than thou. There's another version where I have worked through my God. why Why have you forsaken me? You're letting these idiots destroy me. Jesus being able to let that angst, that anger out, to God in a healthy way allows him then to love his enemies in such a way yeah. that he can do that because otherwise we have this false self version of I tell myself I'm loving my kids, but I really want something from them. I'm telling myself I really love my spouse. I'm hoping they'll do something for me in return. Mm. And until I can let those, that, you know, attachment, often these attachment, these things I think I need. Yep. I can't really love the other person. But that comes through these things of being able to cry out those emotions. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I do think all of that stuff is true. Yes. I for me so often these days, I just I think Jesus is a perfect example of who God mm-hmm. is. And everything he's doing is conveying to us mm-hmm. who God is. And so in that verse, if you were in fact asking us, did the father this is why I don't believe the father. <laughs> Turned his back. back back. (laughs) Because I that's not who Jesus revealed the Father to be. And I don't think that's what he's saying. In fact, when you understand the whole thing of he's saying, even in the midst of this, if if the way I look at it, and he's going, he's quoting this, he's playing a game with the Pharisees, he's going, come on, boys, read this. Can't you see it? Mm -hmm. He's doing what the Father always does, which he don't give up on nobody. He is constantly reaching, even when you're killing my son, I'm giving you one last message that, so, you know, I would just take from it and go, you know, we serve an incredible God who just does not, he just loves us. He Mm -hmm. just
0: unbelievably loving. Mm -hmm. All right. Good conversation. Thanks for the question, by the way. Yeah, Uh, that was. Yeah. Sometimes these uh, just short, sweet questions just wind up in these big, spaces that we wind up talking. I love those. We're going to have, I I enjoy doing that. So we're going to have another question. Uh, We'll see where this one takes us next week. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. We're going to have to come back and uh, find out, but we have one more question on tap. And then after next week, we'll get to our 200th episode. We'll have a big old party or something. Orange will blow. Oh boy. Wow. (laughs) Can't wait for that. But come back next week and we'll answer one more question before we get into that. Continue to send us questions. The link is in the description and we will see you next week.